0: My name is Cordell Falk. I am the assistant dean um, and chief admissions officer of the University of Virginia School of Law. I'm a 2001 grad from the law school. In my current role, I um, oversee the admissions office and partner with the financial aid office. What people want is a rubric, and there's no rubric. Um, There's no do blah, 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 and I'm going to get into Virginia law. That does not exist. Go out and you know live an interesting life. Like go do things that are interesting and exciting and important to you, and then show that to us. And that's what that's what captures our attention. Not somebody who's you know checking off boxes, um, doing exactly what they think they need to do to get into Virginia Law or a place like Virginia Law. That's boring, and you know we can tell when somebody's doing it, and then we move on to the um, the next application when I was going into undergrad, I knew I wanted to do some type of graduate work and I didn't know if it was going to be PhD or if it was going to be law school. Uh, But what I knew was I don't particularly show myself well on a test like the LSAT or whatever. So I knew I needed to have a, a pretty strong GPA. So I kept an eye on that and I had a really strong GPA. Um, and I performed okay, but not super great on the LSAT. Once I made the decision, I wanted to go to law school. I performed okay. And, and I'm convinced that, you know, if I'd missed one more question, I wouldn't have gotten into this law school. But you know, I performed efficiently on the LSAT and, and I got the score I needed. Um, but because I had been very serious about my undergraduate career, um, trying to maximize my, my GPA and, and show how I can perform in the classroom by actually performing in the classroom and, and knowing that my score isn't going to be what's going to get me in. I'm going to have to make a committee comfortable with my GPA. Um, that's what I did, and that's how I, that's how I wound up getting into a number of really good law schools, including this one. Um, so that's what we try to communicate that to folks when we talk to them um, early. Like when we're talking to and we do talk to a lot of second years. Um, uh, that's what we try to communicate to them. Okay, the thing that you have to think about right now is – making sure that you're not letting your gpa slip that's what you have the most control over for the longest period of time so don't let that slip um the other the other things that we can tell them that early in the process um as they're thinking about should i apply to law school what do i need to be doing early um in college um I mean, if i'm thinking about applying to law schools we tell them not to sit around you know we we want um we and in, in most admissions committee will want somebody who's out engaged with the world. So somebody who's doing internships, somebody who has good community involvement, somebody who has good campus involvement, um, somebody who's doing stuff during the summer. Um, it's, it's, it's really important that we communicate that part of it as well because what people need to understand is um, people think that the admissions process is solely numbers driven. The admissions process is not solely numbers driven. Um, this is the best way that we've come up with to explain how the admissions process works using the numbers. So at UVA Law, the numbers get you to the door. Um, The numbers make us comfortable, okay, this is the type of person who can survive at this level of rigor of law school. Um, It's the rest of the application that gets us excited to invite somebody through the door. Letters of recommendation are really very important to us. Um, And they're important to most schools. A lot of people think that letters of recommendation are throwaway parts of an application. They are absolutely or not. Most letters of recommendation are positive. so that's what kind of throws people off. They think, oh, they're all just going to be good so you don't, you don't pay any attention to them. No. Um, that's not the case. Most of them are positive, but the degree of positivity uh, makes uh, makes letters of recommendation very, very, very helpful. Are you going to get a letter of recommendation from somebody that's a paragraph? you know, she was in my class, she got an A minus, she talked. She, um, she uh, talked fairly often, and then that's it. Or is it going to be the, you know, the, the, the four-page, tear-stained, you know, lovingly going through every, every paragraph of your thesis? I mean, that becomes really very valuable. If somebody can say something like, you know, this is, I've taught at Dartmouth for 15 years. Um, he's one of the top 3% of students that I've taught at Dartmouth. I mean, that's really, that, that really carries some weight, as opposed to he was in my class. So forming those relationships while you're in college and getting to know faculty members um, is really very important um, in the process. And you know the transcript is important, like not just the ultimate grade. Like we and most admissions committee are looking at what's on the transcript, uh, what classes were taken. Uh, we we we're professionals at this, so we do this year after year after year. So we get a pretty good sense of you know what are the difficult classes at most schools. Um, uh, we get a we get a good sense of you know are there lots of W's or Q's or whatever a school uses to kind of denote that somebody's withdrawn from a class without getting a grade. Um, I mean we go over them in in a lot of detail and that becomes very important. And the trend of the grades becomes very important in the process too. Um, so again that's something over. Over your time um, in undergrad, that's something you should be keeping an eye on. You're building a package from the first day that you enter undergraduate if you're going to apply to grad school. Um, So those aren't things that you can just kind of decide third year, okay, now I'm going to go to grad school. I need to be serious about getting good grades and forming good relationships and all that. No, those are things that you should be thinking about early in the process. By the time you get to third year, then your, um, your focus should be changing. Um, you should start to be thinking about, okay, so the GPA is a really important part of this. Um, it's co-equal, the LSAT is also a big part of it. So as you're going through third year, then you should start thinking about when do I want to take the LSAT? Um, optimal time to take the LSAT is, um, is in June, June the year before you will apply. So the June after your junior year for people, um, in, if they're applying while they're in law school, in, in undergrad, um, and the reason that's the case is many schools do rolling admissions. So if you if you take it in, if you take the LSAT in June, you find you get a score that you like with the June LSAT, um, then you can apply early. And people just have more seats to give away on October 15 than they will in January or February 15. So if somebody's if somebody wants to take a shot on somebody, it's it's more likely to happen, it's it's easier for an admissions committee to take a shot on somebody when they have a lot more seats to give away than when they have fewer. So if you take it in June and you can apply early, you're putting yourself in a really strong position. Most people will take it um, in October for the first time. And June is optimal, October is on time. So that's when most people will do it, October the year during the cycle when they will apply. Um, If you get a score you like after October, you're fine, then you're great. Um, if you don't, then a lot of folks, and I had to do this, I, took, I, I didn't like the score that I got in October, so I had to retake it again in December. And you know, at that point, um, I got a score that I liked, and I wasn't too far behind the, the eight ball in the rolling admissions process, and then you can go. If you're, um, you can go and submit the applications and kind of hope and pray at that point. Um, if you don't get a score that you like in December, February is in many instances really too late. So June is optimal for the first time. Um, October is probably the latest. You should do it for the first time in case you don't like the score. Then, um, then you can retake in December to try and boost your, your score and your odds of getting into, um, into better schools.